0: This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one.
1: Today's show is sponsored by Tracker. Make losing things a thing of the past. Pair Tracker to your smartphone, attach it to anything, and find its precise location with the tap of a button. Go to TheTracker.com right now and enter promo code BADCHRISTIAN for your free Tracker Bravo with
2: any order. That's TheTracker.com promo code BADCHRISTIAN. Today's show is sponsored also by Blue Apron. For less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers the fresh ingredients you need to create home-cooked meals. Check out this week's menu and get your first, not one, not two, but three meals for free with free shipping. That word free is said a lot by going to blueapron.com slash badchristian. Today's show is also sponsored by Distilled. You don't need to be a celebrity to look
1: amazing. Get luxury gray denim with the perfect fit, starting at just $75. Go to distilled.com slash bad Christian right now and get 10% off your first pair. That's dstld.com slash bad Christian for 10% off right now. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. No sound effects, yeah. Joey. <laughs> Three, two, one. We don't need sound effects. We got Joseph Spencer, Pastor on the mic. Dude is white, but you wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't believe it if I told you. It's the big Christian poor kids. All right. Welcome, Seth and Melanie Studley. Thank you guys for joining us today. You guys are here. Uh, We're going to be talking to you guys a little bit. You've known Matt for a while, as most of you have heard by now. Our good friend Matt Carter's mother passed away last week, and so uh, we are giving him some time off, and he is using that to spend it with family, and we'll be talking about that a little bit more, but we are glad that Seth and Melanie Studley are here. They are our friends for a long time, but also have uh, been a part now working with Matt and, uh, on a podcast called Stronger Marriages, and I highly recommend it. We were just talking about it before our, uh, before we started recording. This is a great podcast, and I really do believe, especially for marriages and and being Christians, it could be maybe the best one.
3: <laughs> the I'm best pretty one. Cr- I'm
1: pretty critical of podcasts, and uh, it could be maybe the best one. So that that's really cool. But uh, we'll get to that also in a little bit. I want to see how everybody's doing, and I have something I want to say because I'm experiencing something. But Joey Svenson, how are you doing, my friend?
2: I am doing okay on a scale of one to ten. uh ten being depression, one depressed and one to kill myself. I'd say I'm about a seven today. So it's a good day. Wait, hold on. Uh, what, was, what was the scale? Ten being depression and one being you want to kill yourself? No, ten being depressed and I want to kill myself.
4: Oh, usually I goes s- the other way around. I think yeah. Joe depressed
2: mm-hmm. and kill myself. Ten. So, so what
4: ten is so hard so about ten that, is guys?
1: depression. One is kill yourself, and you're a seven. <laughs> Is That what you said. So you're you three guys, away. Are, wait a minute. You you're guys, three away from death.
4: You pretty, guys cannot right. no,
1: hear. No, no. Three away from depression. He's doing good. <laughs> he's he he's over. No, he's over six, six away from dreams. killing himself.
2: I did no. I, I wanted to ask you guys what y'all thought about this because it it seriously was probably it, it's top five most bizarre things I've ever experienced, and it has to do with like human interaction. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a super confrontational person. Like I would rather like if it needs to be confronted I will but if if it's unnecessary I'm just not going to well I show up at the hospital there was like an emergency situation that happened and so basically if you don't know hospitals have chaplains in place to be kind of first responders when families get there and then their job is to talk to the pastor and get them up to speed and everything so this chaplain comes up to me, gives me an update on a guy at our church that was just rushed to the did, emergency room. Did he room recognize work. you immediately? Like the pastors no. know each other? Like you just know, if, you know what <laughs> man, I mean? Because I, I I dress hip hop, man. I got my hat backwards. I'm like the the, the m M&M cool M&M pastor. pastor. Right. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. There you go, Seth. I'm Eminem all up. Yep. So anyway, I walk up to him, and he <laughs> he says, "Hey, man. You know, so sorry about what's what's happening." gives me a five second snapshot on the latest of this guy's condition and then I promise you he's talking to Priscilla and I and he says man I just want to tell you guys at my church we have the coolest worship team it is just such a cool experience and man I'm telling you the lights are just unbelievable this there's smoke machines man Ooh. and I man the music is just and I th- like everything in me was just like okay is this a really bad joke but he was like over 50 so he was not joking and the problem is he i mean the problem is in itself that he even thought that that was a great time to brag about their experience at church on sunday mornings but he kept going and he kept going and i'm i'm like thinking to myself do i stop him right now and say what in the hell are you talking about I, I just wanted to say, hey, how's the guy that I'm here uh and, and actually concerned about? <laughs> Priscilla told me afterwards that she was one second away from turning around and walking away. It was the mm. most bizarre thing ever. And I was like, I, maybe the guy was super nervous. I just don't know. But uh that's it. I don't even need y'all's response. I'm appalled. I'm sick, I'm sick to my stomach. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute to do with this information. What
4: what did you do though? So you, um, you did you listen to his story? Or did you, yes. you just stood beside like, okay? He's did done, you say that, that was, was cool? cool? No. <laughs> did you say big gulp? All right. And then walk away?
2: <laughs> no, I seriously, I just patiently waited and then I, I just redirected the conversation back to the guy that I was there to to see. But it, it was just so bizarre! It, isn't that he weird? Had though, a like smile but, on his face.
1: But, I mean, it's still strange. Like you and Priscilla, highly offended, so much. I mean, completely offended, upset. We by, were. This, by, by this yeah. guy, but you, but because of courtesy and <laughs> niceties, <laughs> you didn't do anything. Like right. the o- only thing you did was hold in the anger and didn't <laughs> confront the guy, which would have probably. We talk about this a lot on the podcast, especially Matt who talks about being nice isn't a virtue, and I and I and I've always agreed with that because. I, do, do, don't you think if you and Priscilla would have said, hey, listen, we don't want to hear about your church right now. I understand, but we are really here for our friend. Don't you think that would have helped him do his job better or something too? Like, wouldn't that have probably helped? But but it but, was
2: it would be just super uncomfortable to do that. Maybe so, but it seems like that guy was so off to even think that that approach sufficed for that situation. I don't even know if he would have heard that. But I, I'm curious with uh, – I'm not trying to uh, – go at you here Toby but you you're you hate when I do that kind of stuff if you're around me and I push back on someone publicly we'll walk away and you're just like why in the world did you do that so I, <laughs> I don't, don't even no busted. what I'm saying is no no
1: that's not true Joey will uh call out there I've been there have been times where people we have both known they were lying <laughs> so <laughs> Joey and I've been in a conversation before where we knew the person was lying to us and then Joey will go, and, and here's what I do. I'm not being nice. If you go along with somebody's lie, you can get out of it quicker. So that's what <laughs> I was going to follow up with you. If you would have confronted the guy, it might have taken more time away. So I think that is a, a consideration. But if if somebody's lying to you, like in the past, Joey and I've been in a conversation, and Joey will go, well, I just don't Now tell me more about that because what I know to be true is uh, something like that. And so I, <laughs> I, I that's don't That's even I'm harder,
4: not, though, to call somebody out on a lie than to tell this guy. Listen, uh, yeah. uh, You know, we're we're here at the hospital to you know visit our friend. Um, I, I have to get back to you on that one. That's easy. Well, sort of easy, but it's like con, con, uh, confronting somebody on a lie is way more difficult.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Not for Joey. I, 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 <laughs> well, yeah. I, well, here's here's the thing: is the the lie situation? I think uh, I think Toby and I both have a low hanging fruit example that we're both thinking of. That's an actual person that we know. This guy, I'm probably never going to see again. There's a bunch of chaplains at the hospital. Now, if this was a person that I worked closely with and I saw him handle a situation like this, it's a no-brain. I'd be like, dude, what what are you doing right now? Nobody wants to hear about our church experience. But this mm-hmm. is a guy that I have zero relationship with. But I, I I do think you're making a really good point. I mean, the chances are maybe he would walk away and be like, what what was I thinking? Why was I doing that? But yeah, honestly, I just be mad. Well, I'm just I, yeah, saying, I you're did, the
1: pastor. I'm not a pastor, so I don't want to help people. But you're right. called. You actually say you've been called by the Lord of all creation <laughs> to help people. So you got to take I've that seriously. I've never said those words. I've you got to take that seriously. Hey, do you have a calling? Yes or no? I think so. Okay, I, then to, a calling I, I, to what?
2: A calling to what? Never said I have a, a calling, calling to what? help to not, people. to
1: not help people and then turn around and talk shit about them
4: on a podcast with
1: <laughs> thousands upon thousands of, <laughs> of
2: listeners. That's your calling. <laughs>
4: You have Good a calling to, to hear boring stories and not to be rude to people that you don't care Do you, about. <laughs> but,
2: uh, all right, so the point of the story, Toby's making some very valid points. Hey Amen. I mean, is this as bizarre as I'm saying? Like, yes. You yes. guys, are, are, are y'all just like, that is some whack-out stuff right there. I want to know exactly
0: yeah. what the transition was. Like, how did it go from... This is the how this person is feeling and doing and whatever too, man. You should check out the lights at our church. Like, what was? Right. How right. did it go? So, What's the diagnosis? So here, here's, listen. I don't know. have to be careful.
2: Here's what I have to be careful of. Yeah. I've got to tell the the whole story. Oh, the whole oh, story Lord. is, I do think that it was a very futile attempt to make some sort of connection with me because after he talked about, like, seriously, he went on about his church. For a solid minute and a half. And then he said, so I hear this guy plays guitar at your church. And it was like, that was his Uh. long minute to talk about lights and smokes to say (laughs) this guy that you're visiting. I heard he plays guitar. You know, Mm -hmm. tell me more about that. But so I will say, I think he just really sucks at his job. (laughs) Well, uh, how about this, though?
1: I mean, if if he's the, the hospital chaplain, I mean, he has to deal with that multiple times a day of somebody coming in and possibly being super sick or possibly death so yeah. that does have to be hard and what do you say every time yeah. you, maybe you want to try and bring a little levity to what i mean what, here's the, here's, the, I mean, to, here's the reality
2: he's so bored with his job he's like i'm gonna screw with this guy a little <laughs> bit let's see if he see if he goes after me because i'm going to talk about smokes and lights and then he went home to his wife and said you'll never guess this guy came in it was like a tragic situation, and I talked about the lights and smoke at my church. He listened. And they both got a laugh at it. No,
1: maybe he just is really bad at, at connection stories. So, so like, uh, if a plumber comes in, has been tragically mauled by a truck or something like that, and if, if, when, his, when the pastor of the plumber gets in, he goes, hey, listen, my pipes have been clogged for three weeks. Here, the guy that you're here to see cleans those. <laughs>
0: What? <laughs>
2: hey, so to uh, 25% of the people on this podcast tonight, it's female. So go to hell to all of you guys that say that we don't have enough females. We've got our female on for tonight. Yes.
1: Thank you for increasing our percentage.
2: <laughs> yes. Melanie, but we are going to have to ask you to please keep your comments to a minimum. We want to hear no. mostly from no. Seth tonight. No,
1: well, we will be talking. We'll, we'll ask Seth a question and then he can refer to you if he chooses.
0: But we literally speak- just I'm read talking an- to Seth right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just <Hold> <laughs> read
0: an article this morning that was all about that. And it had a, a room, like a, a big conference table of all men and then one woman. And it, the guy's looking at the lady and he goes, that's a great idea, Deborah. Could you please have Mark say it so we can all agree with it? And I was like, uh.
2: oh, yeah. Hey, but but Seth, seriously, with this podcast, we're going to talk a, a whole lot about it. But right. it seems like what you guys are Wait really a minute, what into- podcast? Hey, hey can
1: we- yeah, what are you talking about? And I and uh, I, even, I haven't, you didn't even ask me about my life yet.
2: Oh, <laughs> hey, Toby, how's your life going?
1: Let's turn to shit real quick, man.
2: Oh God! And Please it's all, tell us. And did Jessica all, break up with you again? Did Jessica? Did your wife break up with you? again? Oh, we
1: we've been a a sham of a marriage for years. I mean okay. that. Well, that, we knew why, that. Yeah, that's why we're having Seth and Melanie on. We'll talk about that more later. What I really want to talk about is aspartame. <laughs> aspartame. <laughs> it puts the ass. It puts the ass in you and me, for sure. Uh, okay, so... I have been doing stevia, which is all natural stevia. You have to watch out too, because some of them have chemicals in them. But I've been using stevia exclusively for a, f- a few months, right? And then uh, I work out at the Y, and they have Splenda. So when I get my coffee, I'll get a, I'll use their Splenda, and I've really been liking it. So I'll take a few extra packets for the for the ride home, <laughs> and use it in my coffee when I get home and make my coffee, right? Well, since I have, I, I okay, let me rewind a little bit. I've kind of had, I, I have a, like an irregular heartbeat sometimes and it'll, you know, like skip a beat or something like that. I went to the doctor. He said, it's okay, but it's a little scary when you don't know what's going on. Like it feels like, and you're like, kind of takes your breath away or whatever. Hadn't had that in a while since I've been using Stevia, maybe no correlation or whatever. Well, I've been using Splenda almost exclusively for the last three weeks and it came back and my oh, heart, gosh. like my heart was like kind of crazy for the last two or three days Nothing dangerous, I don't think, but still, it just kind of got me, and I was like, could there be any correlation to that? I was thinking, I, I, I don't know why it popped in my head, but that's really the only thing that I've, like, extensively changed uh, that I haven't done in a while, and I was wondering, do y'all, do y'all think that, like, a fake processed sugar, uh, uh, you know, a, a, an artificial flavor, could it have that effect on your health, like, that much so? do you, Have y'all ever experienced anything of like that? Of
0: course it does. I mean, it's not real. Like shave some of this table off and put that in your coffee. It's probably about the same thing. I mean, it's is this
4: it, is it sweet? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll do it.
4: <laughs> so here's a weird thing: um, I can eat organic strawberries and other fruits and stuff. You know, organic yeah. almonds. But you, the second that I eat a uh, a straw a non organic strawberry, poof,
0: gets hives. Yeah, I get You're hives. Kidding.
4: All- no, whoa. No. Yeah, and really? it's, it's because of the pesticides. And
0: apples too.
4: And apples, like o- organic apples all day, but non-organic apples, my 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 throat gets all scratchy, my my gums start being weird, and then on on some of my tattoos, that my tattoos swell up. And that's the weirdest Whoa. thing. Oh. Yeah. Weird. Um yeah. so, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I Anything processed to that degree. Well, no, it's, stevia is like a root, isn't it? Isn't it a yeah, root? It's, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's a plant.
1: Some of them have artificial a- additives in there, but for the most part, the ones I get are just plain. I, I like it anyway, so I'm just going back for sure. But That's crazy that you swell up like that.
4: Yeah, isn't that weird? I know Matt would probably hate this conversation because he's like, whatever is whatever, just because it right. doesn't <laughs> affect him. But uh, h- how else can you explain? <laughs> uh, organic strawberry, fine, good and juicy, sweet. Non organic strawberry blows me up, it puts right. me on notice, you know what I'm saying? It's that's that's, wow. that's so weird. So, I figured it out. This it's, it's got to be the the pesticides and the yeah, GMOs or yeah, GMOs and stuff on? like that. Yeah, the are sprays and totally, stuff
2: like that. Are y'all clean eaters, organic, and
4: all that? Uh, I, mostly I would say 75 80, 85 percent, probably. Yeah, yeah wait, so damn expensive.
1: Uh, no. I know. The problem is it's, sometimes it's it feels expensive. like a trick, doesn't it? Doesn't it feel like sometimes organic, they're not totally telling the truth? Do you believe like it really is? Well,
4: so I guess I have a litmus test. I believe it if I don't get hives.
0: Yeah. Right.
4: You know? So I can I can eat it and be fine. Well, that's interesting because I have, I have like, I had this weird
1: eczema breakout. I've been going to the doctor. And I, I, they took another skin sample on me. I take a shitload yeah, of antihistamine and stuff to get rid of it. But I've I've been thinking... Trying to go completely clean like uh no no sweets, no milk, I just finished a glass I was of just milk, gonna but, say
0: milk is probably what's doing <laughs> well, it
1: I, I was thinking maybe in March I'll go no no like no milk or cheese, anything like that, no sweeteners uh no no Are bread you keto I was doing it, and then uh I haven't been doing it for a few weeks, so um yeah, well life, life happened what <laughs> Matt what says she
0: the say?
4: conversation is getting boring. So no, he
0: said the nutrition is that what you're saying? Yeah. Matt said it, he doesn't like the conversation because it's boring about nutrition and organic. Um,
4: okay, how about this? I was doing well, the low slow carb diet. Let yeah.
0: Toby talk. He oh, was telling a story. No no, no, no,
4: go go ahead, go ahead. No, doing slow carb diet for a long time, feeling good and stuff. And then I have a cheat days, right? But when I have yeah. a cheat day,
0: <laughs> no wait, Let me please let me tell it. Seth goes to the gym at five in the morning, right? He gets up before everybody, drives to the gym, and on cheat day he comes home with an entire loaf of French bread. He eat, he gets cinnamon rolls like this big. <laughs> he gets yeah, th- like three different scones.
4: Some beer. He maybe. makes
0: every morning on cheat day. He makes homemade biscuits from scratch.
4: A uh, baker's dozen, nice. scratch and biscuits, put, and eat the we whole put thing.
0: Syrup on them and honey. I mean it's like ice cream cheat days just
4: So it's a it's a mega blowout, right? But I and I and I, I can't quit. I can't stop. You can't stop your cheat days? No, well, I can't stop sugar.
0: He is like yeah. absolutely I texted obsessed. Melanie yesterday,
4: is like, Melanie, I am I am like really kind of actually depressed about a sugar. <laughs> you
0: know what's funny about so you, you texted me that and I was like texting you back and I said, Oh, I'm so sorry, and I immediately want to say, Honey, sweetheart. Sugar and I'm like oh, I can't type any of those things. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> it's pretty funny. Well,
2: well you, know yeah, I, I def- you know what I you know what makes me go- Joey? Can I, I go? I real definitely quick, have sorry? a uh, sugar. A- go ahead, go ahead.
1: <laughs> Joe- Joey just texted me to do this, and then he's going to talk over me. Y'all know what makes me depressed is when your friend talks over you, or when you lose stuff. Do y'all ever lose things? Sometimes everybody does. Man. I, I lose. I I am the worst at losing my keys and. I actually, I bought a Groupon for an oil change today and didn't even have my wallet. So I couldn't even, there was like a, I had to pay the tax and I just had to talk my way out of it. And the guy didn't make me pay because I didn't even bring my wallet because I couldn't find it. That is where I love using tracker uh, we're all losers. Newsweek reports the average American wastes 55 minutes a day looking for things they own but can't find. I am always losing my keys, and that's why Tracker's been personally so awesome because I it is so easy to use. Just use the app, find your keys in seconds, and it is so cool. Tracker makes losing things a thing of the past, and I'll tell you how to get one for free in a minute. Tracker is a coin-sized device that locates misplaced keys, wallets, bags, computers, anything in seconds. Just pair Tracker to your smartphone, attach it to anything, and find its precise location with the tap of a button. It's that easy. Lose your phone? Press the button on Tracker, and your phone rings even when it's on silent. Tracker is finding over a million misplaced items each day. Let me say that again. It's finding over a million misplaced items each day. Order yours and never lose anything again. Our listeners to this show get a free Tracker Bravo with any order. So go to T-H-E-Tracker.com. that's thetracker.com, and enter promo code BADCHRISTIAN. The hardest thing you'll ever have to find is their website. Go to thetracker.com. Right now, and enter promo code BADCHRISTIAN for your free Tracker Bravo with any order. Again, that's the Tracker.com promo code BADCHRISTIAN. Joey, what were you saying, my friend? Do you even, do you even remember?
2: Yes, all I was saying is that I have major uh, sweet addictions. And, I, I, I mean, every time I wean myself off sugar, it's nothing but good. I feel more focused. I, I don't feel tired. I wake up in the morning and I don't feel heavy. And, and I, I just, I got to figure out some I mean, moderation. You're, he- you're still heavy.
1: <laughs> I mean, you don't, yeah. you don't think you don't think you're not heavy. Well, right? I don't feel heavy. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. two different things though. I mean, you actually are. That's though.
2: fine. I just don't need you to remind me of my weight. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Seth and Madeline, how was y'all's day?
4: It was pretty good, Did I, I guess. Any... I don't know. Let's see. Yeah.
0: Cool. <laughs> I planted flowers in the rain with my kids. I mean, that's what oh, I'm doing. With my kids, not so.
2: Awesome. Did, did your kids get a cold? Speaking
1: of your kids, uh, this is what we were talking about before. Are you guys taking your kids on a family trip out of the country? Bingo. <laughs> what in the hell is wrong with you?
4: We're going <laughs> to Canada.
1: <No>. <laughs> <laughs> You're moving. No, no more Trump, damn it. No, no. Uh, what's wrong with us? Everybody
0: we- says that to us.
1: Well what, well, what are you doing? Where are you going? Tell us the details.
4: we're We're taking my ninety three year old grandma back to ninety <laughs> two year old grandma back to her birthplace in uh, England. And then we're going to England for a while. I'm gonna drive around the country. I'm gonna rent a car and drive in England. and then we're going over to Paris for a couple of days and taking the kids and just stuff with the kids just with the just with the kids. And so you guys are saying that. This has me worried. Should we not travel with the kids? You w- 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 does this make you scared, I, terrified? Well,
1: now that you said the whole all the details, I'm more scared traveling with a 92 year old woman. Just like a, <laughs> did y'all get it one way? <laughs> Toby, no, wait, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. She's a spy, bless her heart.
4: 92. She, I, it, I just talked to her last week, and she gro- she drove from Greenville to Atlanta.
0: Yes, by herself.
4: Wow, on i eighty five, twelve lane traffic. She said, "Yeah, I was doing eighty five in the passing lane the whole way." I was like, <laughs> "Oh my gosh!" And I was, t- I was telling Matt, he's like, "That is more dangerous than any any flight could right. be, or any amount of travel could be," you know. So
0: that that reminds me of a, a really quick story about. Seth's grandma. So one year when we were back in South Carolina, she said, Oh, I want to take you to Hamricks and go shopping. Right, she's British, right? So she wants to take me to go shopping. And I get never, never had driven in the car with her before. And it was just his grandma and I. And we get to the store and the whole time I was like white knuckled, like we are going to crash. The woman is trying to read every sign and she's like swerving all over. But then I get back and I said to to Seth's mom, I'm like, gosh, I mean, she really drives like kind of it's not that great and she's like oh yeah we never go anywhere with her because it's too dangerous i'm like thanks a lot like i just you know go to Hamrick's. don't worry about it i guess not <laughs>
2: hey i i'm a i'm a huge fan of taking kids to places like that i think it's a it's a huge bonding experience yeah like we wouldn't have done it until our uh, like our youngest was uh just about four when we went and it was just so much fun like we couldn't get like an expensive hotel in New York city. So we we're all crammed in like a small room. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds like a nightmare to a lot of people, but it was like really fun. It's fun. It's like, it's like a, camping. It yeah, we're for doing, sure. we're doing sure.
4: Airbnbs and stuff. So we'll have some room and that should be pretty awesome. Yeah. So
1: it just doesn't sound like fun to me. It sounds like just <laughs> intensity at all steps of the process. Well, like, we must you... like
0: our children more than you like yours. I mean, Oh no, no. no.
1: I, I love my kids, but I mean, eight, uh, how long of a flight is that? Y'all fly to South Carolina, which is five or six hours, and then you yeah. get a little bit of a break, pick up Grandma, and then fly.
4: Atlanta to, uh, it's a straight flight, Atlanta to Manchester. It's, nine hours. it's like a nine-hour flight. I'm,
1: I mean, there's a good chance that it's going to be like home alone. Mariners going to wake up in Seattle all by himself. <laughs> I mean, what in the world? That's what they tried to do, and did that work out? <laughs> it didn't. Work, it didn't work out like three or four times, even in the oh, sequels.
4: No. <laughs> yeah, they did go to New York. <laughs> uh, that's
1: funny. But, but I'm just saying, for me, like it just doesn't seem like okay. First of all, well, yo, your kids are just a, a little bit older than ours, so that I think that does make a difference. But like our kids, our oldest is seven, and youngest is three, and so I just don't know. Like if uh, we want to, I don't. Uh, First of all, I don't like leaving the country, so I wouldn't want to take my kids out of the country. And then it just it really does seem like anything bad could happen or it's just going to be weird. Or what if they don't like the food or they get sick or in the water? or I don't know. All that There's so much bad could
4: happen. I think the water's OK in like Paris and London, but like food, whatever, they can deal with that. But the thing that I'm actually scared about is like terrorist attacks. And that's God, that's uh, real because. Well, no, really, because if you think about like Paris and Brussels and London, so I went on the like uh, state website of London, like something. And it it, no, no, no kidding. It said um, terrorist threat high imminent attack possible. Like I know. And and that's just like kind of like at the level they're at, I guess. So that's that's the only thing that I even care about. So as a dad, I think I probably won't even enjoy it or look at one single thing. I'm just going to be like, White knuckling, what's that car doing? What is this? Should we go here? What's that person doing? Kind of thing. You'll enjoy it.
0: They have scones in London. You'll be fine. Oh, oh, cool.
4: I forgot about that. That's why he really wants. to I'll be chill. I'll be chill. Hey, well, but they they might have scuds. See better (laughs) one. Who knows what a scud missile is?
0: I know what it is. (laughs) Yeah, I'm surprised at myself.
2: Forty-year-old dad joke. (laughs) Hey, well, real quick, we've talked about eating. Healthy and family time. And so I want to talk about Blue Apron real quick. Mm. Blue Apron provides a way for you to have family time. Uh, research shows that Blue Apron families cook nearly three times more often together. And as far as the nutritional value, it's the number one fresh ingredient and in recipe delivery service in the country. So here's what Blue Apron does is they send you meals and this awesome packaging uh, the meat is, is cold. Everything is just in there nice and secure. You unpack it and there's separate little compartments of fresh ingredients, easy to read directions on how to cook everything. And it's just unbelievable food. I keep saying that, but it's the best food I've ever eaten. And then I'm like, man, I actually made that. So here's some meals that are coming up on, on the menu and you can adapt the meals to your diet. So if, you know, if you're trying to uh, not eat meat, Blue Apron takes care of that. So here's some recipes that are coming up. Roasted pork with apple, walnut, and farro salad. Uh, Crispy barramundi with quinoa and roasted carrot salad. Cashew chicken stir fry with tango mandarins and jasmine rice. I mean, just just unbelievable stuff. Um, I've... Cooked Blue Apron uh, with a friend of mine. It was awesome, just uh, drinking a beer together and making a meal. And then, you know, the icing on the cake was actually eating the meal. It was just awesome. Yeah. So, Joey, hey, can
1: I say can I say this? I actually yes. t- tonight had Middle Eastern chicken and chickpea stew. It was unbelievable. I I mean, it was so good. And we have leftovers. That's what I thought was crazy. Like, it was so amazing. It was one of my favorite meals I've had in a long time. It was so delicious. Yeah. So,
2: you know, at at the very least, you've got to try this. Just... And, and and here's the thing is we are uh, partnering up with Blue Apron and getting you three meals for free. You don't even have to go to the grocery store to get the ingredients. They're sending everything to your door. So check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free and free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash badchristian. You're going to love how good it feels and taste to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. Don't wait. Go to blueapron.com slash bad christian. Yeah. Now uh now we want to talk uh a little bit to
1: once again for those that haven't heard or just coming in or uh, uh on the podcast. Um Matt's mother passed away last week and so that is why Matt's not here and we want to take a minute and just talk cuz Seth and I and, and and Melanie and Joey have all known Jenny for I was thinking back like I've known her for almost 20 years. Like yeah. uh, like almost half of my life. I was trying to remember the first time I met her, and and it was just so crazy. Go ahead, go ahead, Seth.
4: I, I've known her for thirty five years. Mm. That is wild. Yeah, like on I mean, a, on on. I mean, majority of your and, life. Yeah, well over yeah. the majority yeah. of our, my life, uh, like playing t ball when we were like five, and my mom did stuff with her mom at the PTA thing at school, you know. Yeah. And uh, I just remember, like. Uh, you know, when, when we first started the band stuff, she was like, Matt said, like one of the biggest fans, you know, she would buy gear just because she wanted that particular instrument in a song. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. You know, I remember she got, she got Congos, you know, we're like, what? Congos? She's like, yeah, I, I like, They're Like you know, 300, 400 bucks, Congos. And we played them and we had them in a song and stuff. And only because she, she wanted them, you know, she was just so, so nice and so caring. And, uh, you know, I just felt like, cause I couldn't make it back from Seattle to the to the funeral or anything like that I just uh, wanted to I don't know be there to celebrate her life and just kind of you know say say thank you because she was really instrumental in like my music career and uh, of course Emery's and the other small bands that uh, we all were in. So yeah it was just super sad and such a shock.
2: Yeah, we have, a, uh, we have a sweet memory, uh, Priscilla and I, and, and one that we are able to share with Rosa, our oldest kid, because uh, we met, actually, the, we met you three, mm-hmm. uh, Jessica, as well as Matt. I'm not sure if Bridget was there or not, but we met all you guys at a Clemson football game. This is back in 07. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. And we brought so Rosa. That she day. was yeah. one. And so Rosa enjoyed the first half. She was so wide-eyed. I mean, she was just a, a tiny little thing. But it was also a challenge for us to watch Clemson and hold our kid. And especially after halftime, she was so tired. And so uh, Jenny was just like, hey, why don't, why don't you guys just watch the second half? I'll take care of Rosa. She looks like she wants to sleep. And, I mean, we were just like, man, that, that's Aww. awesome. <laughs> and yeah. So she took yeah. care of Rosa for the second half. And then I, I, I actually do feel super uh, lucky um, when I was in Greer for Devin's, uh, mom's funeral, I got to have breakfast with Matt's mom and just, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, she is such an, a matter of fact lady. I thought it was hilarious. I was upstairs in bed, like ready to go to sleep. And, uh, the dog is Arvis, right? Toby. And that the dog's name yep. was still barking, not knowing who just went up the stairs. <laughs> and Jenny was just like, Joey. And I was like, Oh gosh, yes, ma'am. She said, can you just come downstairs for just so Arvis can see that it's you and he, so he can just <laughs> stop barking because he's not going to stop until you come downstairs. And so I, I got out of bed, put my shorts on, came down. I was like, Hey, Arvis, Hey, uh, Jenny, Okay. I'm going to bed. <laughs> so
1: I got to go to the funeral. My family, Jess and I were able to go and, uh, and, and Joe was able to go cause we live, we only live like six, six, seven hours away. And so we were able to go back to Greer, visit with my dad and stuff like that. But it was a very traditional funeral, but, um, it was just really beautiful and it was packed. I've never been to a funeral that was that crowded before. I mean, literally the church was completely packed and it's a decent size, pretty big church. And I was on the very back row at the top of the balcony. Like, and and so, and I was just sitting there thinking at the very back row, I was like, man, she had this big of an impact on my life. And this is how far I had to sit away. Yeah because of how much of an impact she had on everybody else too. Like, I was like, Whoa, that's crazy. Like she had such an impact on people that even people that she hugely impacted could barely get in the room to celebrate, you know, her, her life. And so I, I just thought it was a really beautiful ceremony. And I was thinking, I always think like, I guess ever since I was a little kid, I've always thought like at some point I might be called to stage or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I might have to sing. I, might, I don't know what I'm about to do speak or anything. And I was sitting in the back and I was like, what if, I had to get up on stage right now and talk about Matt's mom. And, and then, and I thought, you know what, It this is Jenny. This is, this is like my friend, Jenny. This is the most person that has died and has, uh, has affected me in in a way that like I was shocked and I didn't see it coming. Like my grandparents, they were in really poor health and it was uh, it, not much of a quality of life and it was better that they passed on. You know, I've had some friends here and there that I didn't keep up with, but like with Jenny, this was a person what came to my mind is is like, if I had to say what I thought about Jenny, um, to to anybody, uh, it would be that she was one of the first people ever to respect my mind. Mm. I was always a big, fat, dumb goofball. That was just, you know, uh, he's funny and loud and maybe has some talent or whatever, but she was one of those people in my life that I can really look back to and go, man, she actually thought something of me. Like she welcomed me into her family and was even excited that I was in a band with her son. And I mean, that's, that's a lot. And like, you know, when we decided this harebrained idea to move 3000 miles away to Seattle, like she supported it. And even though, you know, I know it was hard for her. And so I think that was, it was really special time for me, for somebody that influenced my life and believed in me. Um, I, I just thought it was a, it was really a, a, a kind of a precious moment for me and for Jess to be able to be there and just see how many other people she did that with. You know, I mean, she, we weren't, we weren't the only ones, like as much as she meant to you and me and Joey and, and Melanie and, and she meant just as much to other people too. in, in a small town of Greer. I just think that's so cool that you can have that much of an impact.
4: Yeah, it's crazy. I, I think like, I, I hope that I could be the kind of like exciting, fun parent, I guess that she could be. Obviously yeah. she's not my mom, but just like the spirit that I kind of got from her. She's like, she's fun. She's supportive believes in people, you know, it's like, I hope I can be that kind of, I hope I am that kind of parent, you know? Yeah. So it was just a real, just a real beautiful person, you know?
1: It's so crazy that we're at a point and I, I mean, I don't, uh, I don't want to make Matt sadder, but it was really, uh, surreal. The night before it happened, Matt and I were in a car together and we were talking about Matt said something like when you have kids, that's, that's like, it, that, that's the start starting time of when people start dying we had just had that conversation, like literally the night before of like, wow, we're, we're getting older. We have kids now and things are starting to happen. You know, we have friends who have lost children. Of course we have friends now that lost family members, adults, parents. And, uh, and it's just so crazy. It it hurts when you think about, man, you want to love and you, and, and you don't want to hold on too tight and you want to be, you know, trust God and all that stuff. But it really does just catch you off guard and take your breath away when somebody, that you never would have thought would have died a week ago dies, you know what I mean? Like it is just it is so intense. Have you guys now, Joey? I know you you were really close to your grandparents. Have you, Seth and Melanie? Have you experienced somebody really close to you passing away?
0: I have. Melanie has. I haven't. Yeah, my grandfather and well, my grandmother died last year. Or well, yeah, last year, and then my grandfather died in two thousand seven. And actually, it's a really weird story. So he was um. He was, we knew he was going to die soon, but he was still at home and he had like a, a breathing thing in his nose and all that. But he was like walking around kind of. And yeah. my grandpa was really funny and I was kind of not really close to him, but he was like a kind of a goofy guy. And I said to him, okay, Papa, we're going to be back tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. And he said, bring two shovels. That's what he said to me. And we're like, oh, oh, all right. And so, and he's goofy. You know, that's how yeah, he yeah. talked to us all the time. So we come back the next day and he was in a coma. So he's still alive and he's breathing. And he had, um, what is that? The Yeah, no, the like lung thing from working with asbestos, right? So his breathing was really like gross sounding, right? And he was laying yeah. in his hospital bed or in his bedroom. Sorry, he's laying in his bed. And we are all in the living room kind of talking and being with my grandma. And my dad just stopped and said, okay, let's go pray for Papa. And we walked to his bedside. He was alive, right? In a coma. And my dad started saying the Lord's prayer. And then my grandfather just died as we were praying in a circle around him. And it was the weirdest thing ever. It was so weird. And then my grandmother has always been this like really hard. She's like, not super nice or whatever. And she immediately like, it was so weird to see her change. Like after my grandfather died, she immediately was like a different person and she apologized to him for fighting so much and then turned right back to her old self again. It was a really surreal experience. And then we just stayed in the house with my grandfather there for like hours. It was really, really weird. And then, and then my cousin, um, Sabrina actually died when she was 16, Mm -hmm. which was terrible. She was my, um, a voice student of mine. And, and that it was really weird to lose a person that young in your life because right. there is nothing but the future for them. Right. You're talking about where they're going to go to college. Should they date this guy? Should, how should they talk to their mom and the whatever? And then one day they're just gone. And so, yeah, it, death is a really weird thing, but I think all I try to do in situations where you lose somebody is let it sort of sharpen my senses for a living. Cause you never yeah. know. I mean, we could die in a terrorist attack or slip and crack our head open. You never know.
2: I do not want to experience, and and the chances are this will happen, but I pray to God that it doesn't happen to close friends or family or obviously myself losing a kid like that. Mm -hmm. I just don't claim it like it was don't claim it. Don't, yeah. Okay, don't speak that. Don't speak that at all. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, before we move on to talking about your your podcast, stronger marriages, and and uh, I, do you guys really think y'all are going to put a dent in the divorce rate? Do you?
4: Do you? We already did. Okay. Yeah, we thank already did. You. Wow, the divorce rates are plummeting, awesome. <laughs> plummeting because of that podcast. <laughs> no, plummeting in a bad way. No. Oh, no, they're, they're skyrocketing. They're skyrocketing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Two last week. Well, let me, let me say something
2: real quick about, uh, distilled and that's D S T L D.
1: So I, you are, so you, this is how you set up. Uh, like our,
2: <laughs> we love
1: distilled. The they are awesome. I, I can't wait for you to give people more information. I, I have a pair of distilled pants and I love them, but I mean, the way you set up distilled was God forbid any of our kids die. Distilled <laughs> jeans are some of the greatest jeans I've ever worn. Like is that? Like yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. You did a double whammy.
2: All right. So let me let me start all over. Let me start all over. Death. This is, you div-
1: even said this is probably going to happen, but I hope not. A kid does. Now, now, Hey, we'll get to your we'll get to the divorce part in a minute. Distilled jeans are just <laughs> death, <laughs> divorce,
2: and distilled. hey hey, seriously no no seriously I never thought that I would really care about jeans or even think that it (sighs) matters what type of jeans that I'm wearing and I you exactly. Exactly. Right. Only, only ever cared, ever cared, cared about, about hypotheticals about hypotheticals children dying. dying. Keep
4: going? <laughs> it's actually hey, obnoxious. After, after your divorce, <laughs>
2: your ass is great
4: in a pair of distilled <laughs> jeans.
2: <laughs> it's actually obnoxious how often I wear these distilled jeans. And I, I, I mean, I think it's because I really never paid attention to just how good jeans could be. Now, a lot of your minds automatically go to, yeah, well, I mean, it, it costs an arm and a leg. Obviously good denim is very expensive. Well, that's what, distilled jeans set out to do is supply the perfect pair of jeans in a way that you don't have to break the bank, uh, but you get something that lasts. So don't get cheap when it comes to going below the belt. Bargain bin denim starts to fall apart after a handful of washes. Now what distilled jeans and what they do is they use the same fabrics, factories and washhouses as the best known brands and designers while skipping the markups and middlemen. So you're getting the best possible jeans but for the lower price. So it's pure unadulterated denim without the retail runaround. They guarantee the fit, they'll ship them uh, to you for free and give you the free returns until you find the perfect pair. Uh, Distilled has been featured in Forbes, Time, and TechCrunch, as well as on denim-clad celebrities in uh, GQ and Vogue. Uh, Distilled is the only place in the U.S. you can get this quality of denim for this price point. Seriously, the only place. Uh, you can find their amazing selection of outerwear, leather jackets, T-shirts, and more using the same principles of high-grade materials and low-end costs. So just go to dstld dot com slash bad christian you get ten percent off your first pair that's dstld dot com slash bad christian for ten percent off really is amazing clothes love the fact that we get to advertise them now the moment that you've all been waiting for and that's stronger marriages so let we're gonna focus most of our attention on Seth here uh because of our religious beliefs uh Seth, let me ask you something real quick. Like your podcast is, is all about transparency. So I just have a few questions that I think is real important to set the stage and then you can give Melanie some permission to talk here and there. (laughs) But like, are you more of a legs, uh, boobs or butt kind of guy? Like all about transparency. (laughs) Like what is, what actually turned you on, uh, when it comes to the female body, body tell
1: America what turned you on. I'm all about that base. Okay. Wow.
2: Uh, you're avoiding the question. That's fine. Hey, what are some... Another Joey doesn't understand
1: d- street lingo. You have to speak in Christianese. <laughs> Sorry, Joey. Gluteals.
2: <laughs> I love big books and I cannot... <laughs> um, so, um, are th- what? what's that one thing that you really would love for Melanie to do, but you just don't have the guts to ask her?
4: Oh, uh, Do, just like... In-
2: okay uh avoiding that question are when like if you are away from melanie (laughs) like on a road trip or something and you really have what toby calls that old-fashioned feeling when you have to kind of reboot (laughs) and refresh and get stuff out like what sort of things do you imagine uh melanie doing
0: what is happening right now
2: <laughs> okay, I mean transparency, my ass. But uh, tell us about stronger podcast yeah. and the stronger podcast. <laughs> stronger, <laughs> Melanie, give us the snapshot. You guys what even do you got? lift, bro? <laughs> what? Give us the snapshot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, let me tell you all this, Joy. But before. We did the podcast, Joey and I were talking on the phone and he said, Hey, I'm going to, uh, you know, it'd be really funny is I'm going to ask these questions and it, and I'm just going to rapid fire them and it's going to be unbelievable. And they're just going to answer and we'll all die laughing. And then the, I knew exactly when he told me that I saw your exact faces and they just came true exactly what would happen. <laughs> Why don't you save him that, uh, he loves it. I can't take that from him. He's my friend. I love him. I know he wants to do it. I, there, was, there was no stopping that. Oh, it, was it was great. A, it was a it was tsunami crazy. of pastor joke. It was crazy. Pastor oh. with no answers
2: joke. No.
1: Yeah. yeah.
4: I remember, was great. Joey, when I first met you, you would do stuff like that. And I, I would legitimately ask myself, talking to myself, who is this? How can he do that? <laughs> <laughs> How can he be that way? <laughs>
2: I ask myself no, that every day. Really? But, uh, t- we were talking about y'all's podcast before coming on, and, and Toby— Mate, i mean here here's the first thing that you notice this is like for those of you that just don't really like the rawness and and lucy goosiness of bad christian this is one of those unbelievably produced which uh, a podcast which matt gives credit to melanie is that true i mean this this stuff is flawless has you it's crying true, yeah. the music kicks in i mean it's just like it's it's freaking rad melanie are you Thank the mastermind you. behind
0: all that I am. I actually do all of that stuff. So Dang. all of the, like, I um, I arrange the episodes, like I format how they're going to work and lay out the storyline. And then I do, I've done every interview except for one. Seth did one of the interviews. And then um, I, yeah, everything. I do all of it.
4: Yeah. yeah. It's crazy how, like, just, I don't know, like you picked up all that stuff and just uh, how how well, how... How just tailored it is, I guess, and how like refined. Like if you listen to something like Serial or This American yeah. This American Life, it's like, oh yeah, this could be on NPR any any minute, any any day. Why?
2: Thank
1: you. Yeah, for yeah. real. So yeah, yeah, we're taking over NPR with you guys. But that that's what I was <laughs> gonna say, and Melanie, What was like uh, when you're thinking about an episode? How do you get your plan? Like what what are you? Do you have like uh, we want to say this? We want to hear from this this person that's been in this situation. Like what is your how, how do you do the framework of the, of the episodes well I, and, and just for everybody that's listening obviously it's called stronger marriage and so it it's about marriages right dot com forward slash podcast. Yes.
0: Yeah. So we, the way that I do the episodes is I learned really quickly that I thought when you interviewed someone that they would talk about the thing that you thought they were going to talk about. Right. So I'd be (laughs) like, okay, episode number one is about expectations. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to interview this person and they'll probably say X, Y, and Z. And then you'd get into the interview and they say absolutely nothing that you think they're going to say. And you're like, well, scratch every idea that I just spent all this time, you know, trying to (laughs) figure out. And then same thing with the professionals. You think they're going to say something and then they say something totally different. So what (laughs) I ended up having to do is like, I would get all this raw tape and sort of have it sorted out in my mind. Like, okay, what did they say? What did they say? What did they say? And then I would have to kind of go work backwards and say, how do I make a story out of these different parts that they shared with me? And then our own story, how do I weave that through each episode? So it's a lot of time, but I enjoy it.
2: Now, now, when we started doing Bad Christian, I don't think, I mean, all of us kind of knew what we wanted to to do for podcast, but I don't think we really had in mind, and maybe we still don't, like exactly what we're trying to accomplish with the podcast. It's like, eh, here's what we want to do. Whatever happens, happens. Do you guys take a different approach as far as, like, do y'all have a goal in mind, a purpose for your podcast? I do. Like, is it to help people? Is it to... Be transparent, so other people will. Like, what? What is it?
0: I have several goals. So I wanted to be a therapist, but I did music instead and art. So I I want to be like a pretend therapist. So that's one of my goals, and I'm doing that through the podcast. I want to um, win an award. How about that? That's a goal that I have. But honestly, above those goals, I want to create a space for people to learn things about themselves that. Are, they're hard things to learn, right? And if you don't have money to go see a therapist or you don't understand the language of therapists, then you're pretty much not going to learn these things. And so it's kind of like the making a middle ground between a therapist and a layperson. Like, that's my goal. It's
4: making the podcast that we wish we had when we went through mm-hmm. the shit. Oh, wow. yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, we, we want to give uh, any listeners, married or non-married, just like, oh, you can be transparent and like real people are like this, you know? So it's really kind of crazy just... Throwing all the stuff out, and if you listen to the entire season, how many episodes are there? Twelve. Twelve episodes. It's like I mean, we talk about everything: communication, sex, domestic violence, everything. And yeah. it's like, what, what, what do, what do I have to lose? Oh yeah. well, okay, That's- nothing. Yeah. So who cares, right? So yeah. giving, and as as a therapist, um, it's like I know people don't have things to lose. But it's, if, if we, if we get to the point of like getting over that fear and anxiety and like, what are other people going to think? What, you know, yeah. if I'm real with myself then what other shit does that open up? Um, uh, we, we go through all that stuff well, what, in, the, in the podcast.
2: What, what are like, I mean, you were on, I think one of our first podcasts ever, and it was called, I think the title of the podcast was worst marriage. And it was, I mean, it was at right. that point in time. I mean, people just ate it up and it was because mm-hmm. y'all story is so unique. So just quick I mean get, give kind of a quick rundown of just how bad y'all's marriage was at the beginning. I mean I mean it, it goes from uh, Seth, I mean didn't you get kicked in the in the balls at one point and you guys no. both wanted to kill each other I mean it's crazy.
4: okay, so if I could sum it up, uh, let's see domestic violence yeah, black eyes, hiding guns yeah, we're both suicidal yes. hiding guns, uh oh uh, domestic violence murder suicide not
0: murder you say that. isn't a murder <laughs> go listen no um
4: yeah uh domestic violence uh, craziness
0: yeah um, it was really terrible at one point tears
4: broken things
0: yeah at one point i mean we had tiny kids at the time um mariner was like huh it's terrible the think. mariner was like one and tuff was 7 months old you know i mean we had tiny kids and i remember at one time just like driving away from our house at like midnight, just being like, I hate my life. I don't care what happens. Like I had no kids with me and I went to a tattoo shop and just sat there and like sat while the guy tattooed someone else. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I hate my life. I don't know what I'm whatever. And it just was was so weird.
4: So it's a, it's a story of two people in a marriage going to like almost the, the very farthest edge and then going, what the hell? And then turning back around and repairing everything. Right. So one of the main things that I want like couples going through shit to, to understand is like there is hope. There is always hope. You must. You have to be patient and willing to look at yourself and willing to look at your partner in a different light. And you can get through it. I'm not. I'm not saying just listen to podcast and poof it'll be. You know it. It took us a, a good year and a half. You know, like every so day have, was just.
2: Y'all have. Y'all have no problem with saying y'all want to
4: help people.
0: No, we want, I want to help people. I mean, that is, yeah, I love that idea. If we
4: can help people to together, you know, then, I mean, then we get to be together and do stuff. We get to incorporate our family. We get to make art, which I think this whole podcast for Melanie is like another extension of her creativity and being able to produce something beautiful in a very artful way so that's why she's so good at it
1: has it been hard being so honest about your guy's history like is it some of it's embarrassing i mean to to most people has that been at all tough telling some of these stories
0: yeah it's really weird when i talked when we talked to matt last time um on break it down or whatever or facebook live we talked to matt on facebook live and uh it was really hard for me because i had the whole time been wanting to blame seth for most of it and then at some point during the process i was like you know what a fair bit of this is my fault. And I had to actually say, like, I don't know, that just really sucked. And then, and then the weirder part was I kind of, you know, we started at episode one in building the stories and building the season. And so, episode one isn't too bad. You're not in the thick of the, you're not in it yet, really, right? And, but episode like 10 and 11 are mental health and domestic violence. And man, you start getting to telling, like, I have to actually tell people, I punched my husband in the face. Like I have to actually tell that to people, say it in a podcast, narrate it, edit it, like put music. I mean, it sucks. Like you got to sit there and think about it over and over and over. And so that's been really hard and more embarrassing than I thought it was going to be.
4: Did you grow from it though?
0: Yeah. Yeah. A ton.
4: Are you glad that you did it? Yes, I am. (laughs) Punch! You're glad that you punched him in the face? Is that what you meant? Is that what you were asking me? No, no. Are, are, are you glad? Are you glad that you were willing to, to yes. go through that stuff? Like,
0: yes, because I think I think the idea of like shame and embarrassment is this weird, false sort of security blanket that we think if I don't tell someone that I have done this bad thing, I'm going to feel so much better. And you don't. You don't feel better. It just you just feel. Weird, you know. Yeah. So yeah, it's embarrassing and hard, but I think it's it's also good.
1: And so Seth, for you though, it's not embarrassing as as much. You would say you think like I, I mean, it's it's not like it's... for example, I mean, people are hearing your wife punched you. You know what I mean? You right. You know what I mean? Like he that. did
0: probably less. He did less terrible things. Honestly, Seth was pretty much like a normal human, and I wasn't. And well, so, so I think yeah.
4: It's, well, no, no. Like in, in some of the episodes, there was there was also like um and. What, when did I talk to Matt about the, the my like self-harm that's thing? I episode, hope that's in a podcast. It is. That was, like, episode good. 11. Yeah. So it, yeah, episode 11 is like insane. So I had to like admit that I'd like did this like self-harm stuff. And usually in cases of self-harm, it's, it's an escape method, you know, just like drugs yeah. or alcohol or anything like that. Um, Because I didn't know what else to do. I had to do something. I couldn't feel the way I was feeling for, for much longer, I guess, you know? So that was kind of hard to admit to myself, but I, we recorded, I think episode 11 here, here in the studio with Matt. Um, he was interviewing me. I was like, Matt, I think I have a story that you don't know about. Let me tell you. And it was this whole, I don't know, like 15 minute long story of just like one night when it was, well, there were so many crazy nights. It's, it just, I can't even remember, but one night just got so nuts of like, I don't, I don't know what to do. But, um, I think that probably, and this will be, be weird for listeners to, to hear, I guess, but like, I, I I really, I really honestly wouldn't give up any shitty thing that happened in our marriage. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade that experience because it brought us to where we are now. It produced an entire podcast. It produced other things that we're, that we're doing other aspirations that we have only because we were
0: absolutely determined to make it have value in our lives, if that makes any sense.
4: Yeah, but we 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 exploited every shitty thing that happened and turned it to good, I guess.
0: As much so as we could. It's yeah.
4: an opportunity, you know, what, it, it was an opportunity. What Seth was I guess. saying,
0: he didn't get there. But right. at one point, I had locked myself into... Don't give it away. I'm not giving anything away.
4: Listen to episode 11.
0: It's not out yet. So I had locked myself in a, uh, one of the rooms of our house. And so for some reason, I got mad at him that he, like, stood at the door and was like, hey. What no, because you, you said that you were no, leaving th- the next day. Done. Oh, sorry. Let me Damn talk. It, Damn
2: it, Damn it.
0: Seriously. <laughs> like, I said something Hit like. Hit him.
1: It, Hit him. Hit. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I'm just trying to get ratings. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I apologize. So he,
0: I had locked myself into a room, and he stood outside the door talking to me like, well, you should come out. You know, like, in this really, like sort of passive, like whatever way. And it made me mad. And I said, if you were locked in the room, I would knock the door down. Right. So then he knocked the door down. And then somehow we got into this like long drawn out conversation. Cause I probably told him knock the door down wrong or something terrible. And then he actually was, he's freaked out. He like snapped and didn't do anything to me, but he was literally punching himself in the face as hard as he could. It was terrifying it was the scariest thing ever he punched Well, you punched the floor he he actually broke a wall he punched a hole in the wall with his head he walked into the hallway and like literally went like that did a headbutt into the wall
4: that's even hard well okay so if i'm gonna be honest here like please, please be me. I wish you would have saved that for episode eleven because hearing it is hard. No, not not in a not in a weird way, but like even hearing it back, I feel like I need to explain, explain. myself, you know. But then Here, because I know like, cliffhanger.
0: Yeah, let, let people yeah. listen to people, episode eleven. People are gonna
2: listen now to hear you explain yeah. yourself. So.
0: Yeah, now don't <laughs> say anything else. A-
1: a- everybody wants to listen. Apparently Sestella can take a punch. Good God.
2: <laughs> I've never heard
1: somebody here's, do good. Here's what I mean. If you don't punch him hard enough, he'll hit himself.
2: Here's what blows my mind. Like, do you, we, we all realize just how many people get a divorce and what right. you guys just described 99.9% of us would be like, I'm out. Like, I do not want to be in that marriage. Like, I don't want yeah. to feel like I have to hit myself and kill myself and hide guns. Like what, what kept you guys together? Was it like a moral conviction obligation? Like, you're just like, I don't want to disappoint God. Do you think it was just divine providence? I mean, what in the hell? Like, why, why did y'all stay together?
4: I, I think for, for me, like divorce just wasn't an option. Early on, it was like in the first year or whatever in our marriage. But like that's, that's after, in the Bible.
2: After. That's in the Bible. First year is a trial. Go ahead. No, <laughs> look. it's in two Corinthians. No, listen to
4: episode one. Episode one is like, I wish we were divorced. No, isn't it? I'd
0: rather be divorced. I'd rather be divorced. You don't know anything um, about the.
4: I, I wish that's how she was like like a killer.
2: killer idea. Idea. Seth <laughs> doesn't know the
4: name of the podcast. He never
0: does. He always says <laughs> hey, them wrong. Hey, what
1: I was going to say though, what what you said a little bit ago, man, we had some really crazy nights. There were so many nights. There were so many times like that. That really rings true with me, and I think that's why people are going to love this podcast because that rings, rings true with everybody. We live in this culture where we're told, I remember growing up, I just thought everything was like the, the movies, the rom-coms, you know, like it's all about the marriage and getting together. And then the, the marriage, you know, all about the, I'm I'm sorry. It's all about the wedding day, the marriage. Of course it'll work out. That's not a big deal. It's all about trying to fall in love in this crazy way. And I think the other thing that y'all said that I think is really important for people to listen to. And this is why also, again, they should listen to the podcast. You guys both said you made it you made it priority to make it work that you both, you didn't settle for victimhood. Like, like, of course, you're both victims. We all are victims of something, but you decided rather than make that the pinnacle of your marriage, that you're the victim or that the other person is wrong, that you go, no matter what the marriage is, what's important. And so I think that y'all put each other in the marriage of, of supreme importance. And that's why I think you guys are still here and, and are growing. That, that's what I think is so beautiful about this. And when I listen to, like we were talking before, ha, having listened to the podcast, I just see that story and that narrative of, man, shit is hard. Marriage is really hard. Maybe marriage is one of the hardest things in the entire world. Why in the world would we think it's just about making sure you're, you have some money in, in the bank or <laughs> that it's just, you know, it's just about being in love? Like love is one of the, the least things sometimes I feel in, our, in, in my marriage. A lot of times the most thing I want is respect. Or, or, mm. or Jess wants respect that I respect her and, and I'm listening and I care of her, not just as my wife, but as a person. And, and I think that's what you guys are really bringing to the table.
2: I know. Sometimes mm. the thing that I love the most is when Priscilla's not there. And like she leaves for a little while. That's what I love
0: about
2: her. Man. We just recorded, we
0: recorded a part of episode five, like a narration thing the other night. And Seth admitted to, and it's hilarious because the whole episode is about the chemicals of love. So we talked to a neurobiologist about the like actual chemistry in your body when you fall in love, right? And then Seth... I'm like, hey, let's do some extra narration in this episode, and he's like, all right. and we turn the mics on, and he literally is like, yeah, I mean, I've wanted to talk about this for a long time, but I don't feel those, like, love chemicals with you, like I did with my other girlfriends, and I'm like, what? <laughs> and, and that, that literally, literally was... No, it was
4: hilarious because I love chemicals. <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah, oxytocin. Like, and, uh, oxytocin,
0: yeah. like the actual, like, high that you are on when you meet your spouse, or you're in you're dating, and you're like, woo, yeah. everything's great. So it's like, yeah, I never really had that with you. I don't know why, and I feel bad about about it. it's a pretty like, funny episode really but, funny. but
4: it, 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 it's truthful and I knew I was, I was like I'm gonna drop a bomb so we better record this I, I knew it would be like kind of kind of <laughs> funny and good in context but uh yeah I just have to what's that episode five
0: yes yeah it's called the five. science of love
4: yeah um so are you gonna play a clip uh here do y'all want me to sure
0: this so, is from episode three the one that came out today mm-hmm. at and Bridget's psychological makeup is nothing new to them in fact
3: in our premarital counseling we did at a church and one of the things that the counselor did is to give you an academic uh, kind of compatibility personality type assessment for marriages and it's, it's used in the secular world and he made sure after we took it to tell us now listen this is secular this is not Christian and it doesn't include God or the Holy Spirit but you guys had like the lowest score I've ever seen
0: <laughs> wait so you've been together at that point?
3: Like six or seven years, what did you breaking th- up and being together and all that, everything.
0: What did you make of that?
3: I, I mean, I know that. Like, that's, <laughs> I, I knew that was the case. But what are you supposed to do? We are just fundamentally different way that we view everything and see things. It's just completely different. Put it this way. She has one million preferences. There's a million things she could write down that she thinks this is the way this has to be. And I have a list of maybe five general things. And and I think you can do whatever you want to. You figure stuff out, whatever is working works, and you can do it any way you want to. And she thinks there's a million things and they all have to be done this way. So this conflict is constant, whether it be the, the way to respond to our daughter and the situation and the global, what we're going to do spiritually for our life. Family plan, or how to load the dishwasher.
0: There you go. <laughs> wow,
4: that sounds so awesome. <laughs>
0: snippet of episode number three.
4: Yep. <laughs> all right. So, uh, so, well, let, let's say it. so. Yeah, strongermarriages.com forward slash podcast. You look it on, uh, look it up on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, just make sure and check that out.
0: Yeah, and that episode is all about differences. So we had we interview Matt about him and Bridget, and then my friend uh, Agnes and Ale. She's from Indonesia, and he is from Spain. So they have some cultural differences there and, Mm -hmm. um, it's pretty fun, yeah. It's well, a good please,
2: one. please, just promise me if your marriage takes a turn for the worse and y'all do start thinking about divorce, that y'all keep doing the podcast because that'll be so yeah. interesting. Please,
4: we'll fake it, fake it till we make it, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> Season be learn, three will fly. be the
0: remarriage, like when we both get remarried, marriage to other rebooted.
4: People. Oh yeah, that's a good one.
0: <laughs> when Seth finds his actual love partner to give him <laughs> real love that that gives him the,
4: <laughs> the love chemicals. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> hey, well, a big,
2: big congrats. Like, seriously, that does a lot of work um this really cool podcast i hope y'all keep yeah. going like just yeah, keep persevering exciting. you know you pers- i mean you persevered through that sort are, of are you shit storm. Try- what are
4: you trying to do right now like what I'm, are you saying
2: i'm just like, saying are you, ta- are you telling our friends no, into
4: a, a verse in james or something <laughs> no. uh,
2: are you
1: it, are you saying they're i mean what are you doing you saying they're persevering
2: <laughs> What I'm saying is that you persevered <laughs> through so much in your marriage. All right,
1: let's get to the most important part of the podcast. There's now. nothing that oh, we, can
2: stop you now, so you just keep going. You you keep going.
1: I want to go to the most important part of the podcast, and I don't uh, right keep now. On keeping
2: on, right now is what I'm trying I, to say. I won't it's hear the sound effects, but those on.
1: podcasters out there, they're going to hear the sound effects. So kick it for me, Billy Ariva. <laughs> no joey joey don't do that dear god please don't do that <laughs> in a world where you uh love your best friend and it's one of the no it's, it's joey Spencer and you love him and he just, just can't believe you know you started a business with him like being away from him and you're just like hey nope i, I moved to seattle but uh-uh i'm gonna start a business with this guy and he uh only does things that ruin it and, and hurt things, hurt people. And even your friends come on with their stronger marriage. And his main goal is to get them divorced. (laughs) Hey,
2: hurt people, hurt people,
1: hurt people.
0: My name is Toby
1: It's the damn news. All right. I got one. Matt's not on here. And so this is one I'm doing this in honor of Matt, but I wanted to hear y'all's perspective. Since old Matt ain't on here,
2: are we going to talk about Asperger's or autism?
1: come on are you kidding it's just unbelievable what? How, how you're on a roll tonight it's probably Asperger's gonna happen pro- autism it's probably gonna happen god forbid but one of our kids will die <laughs> definitely get <getting> divorced <laughs> talk about our friend matt whose mother just passed away Aspergers or are autism it's unbelievable. Pas- pastor joey is on a roll tonight All right, I think this comes from Kaiser or (laughs) Brio.
2: All
1: right, seventeen year old girl won the lottery, but says it ruined her life. Oh, shit. From, Cosmo- Shit. from Co- Cosmopolitan U- UK, you're probably not the only one who's ever caught themselves in the midst of a 10-minute deep daydream about what you'd do and where you'd go if you won the lottery. Uh, if you won the lottery, it may, it'd may make everything easier, right? But apparently sure- that's not always the case. Not according to Jane Parks, who won the Euro Millions at a- at the age of 17. She's 17 years old. And now, four um. years later... At the age of 21, she claims that the stroke of good luck has ruined her life. Back in 2013, Edinburgh-born Jane, uh, the Edinburgh-born Jane scooped 1 million euros and with a euro, euro millions ticket at the time she obviously thought Yeah? Yeah. That's a, I think that's a euro. Not a euro. Yes, yeah, a gyro. But in the years since, she's realized that being a millionaire comes with an abundance of pressure and is now considering suing Camelot, who runs the Euro Millions, for, neg- for negligence. Jane's argument is that under-18s should not be allowed to enter uh, the prize drawing. Following her win, Jane moved from her council estate she lived in onto a house she bought with the money. In the following year, she proceeded to purchase a secondary property to Holiday Inn in Maldives. Is it Maldives? To, to under, And she underwent a boob job, and, to buy, and she bought a purple Range Rover and a pet chihuahua, among other things. <laughs> <laughs> but now, aside from her assets and a comparably healthy bank balance to other 21-year-olds, all Jane's been left with is a lot of regret. She says, at times, it feels like winning the lottery has ruined my life. I thought it would make my life 10 times better, but it's made it 10 times worse. I wish I had no money most of these days. I say to myself, my life would be so much easier if I hadn't won. People look at me and think, "I wish I had her lifestyle. I wish I had her money." But they don't realize the extent of my stress. I have material things, but apart from that, my life is empty. What is my purpose in life? There is no one in the same boat as me. No one who really understands. And it goes on to talk a little bit more. But do y'all believe this? Do y'all think she's really sad? Do you think that she got screwed in the deal by winning a million euro? Like that's a what is that? Like a one point mil- three million dollars or something like that?
4: Yeah, one point five, I, mean, no, I no. think. Uh mo, mo money, mo problems. But I say mo money, no problems.
1: All right. That's what I'm talking about. You you think that she's just you think she's just young and dumb, right? I mean she's only twenty one and she got rich when she was seventeen. I don't think it ruined her life. And if it's so bad,
4: it is so easy just to get rid of all of it. Yeah, that's
0: like, what I thought. Yeah. I
4: know, but then yeah, but so, I think, so think of, of the, the conflict. Like uh, you, you have it, and then like once she's gonna, she's gonna regret it either way. She regrets it. She has it because obviously money doesn't bring you happiness. But if All she right. gets rid of it, she's gonna be perpetually living in what if shit. What if? What if this? I wish I had my chihuahua and my purple Range Rover back. You know? Right.
2: I think you guys are actually <laughs> really. I think y'all are really my missing my purple this. chihuahua. <laughs> like she, she oh, is my actually. My in
1: Maldives makes me mad.
2: <laughs> she is actually enjoying being in the limelight furthering that by saying mm. that she's sad. Like, I mean, high schoolers, like I, I truly believe that I've seen high schoolers that have faked a certain sexuality just because it was cool or they would get more attention. Joey. Of course, like high. I mean, this age, they'll Those do whatever. Kids. So yeah. I think there's a huge possibility that, that she's just like, yeah, I love this money, but it's going to be cool to say it ruined my life. Well, <laughs> I would yeah, ask.
0: Possibly- theory. I I wonder, to ask ask our our, uh,
2: female guest
1: tonight, do you think it has anything to do with her being a female? Because I I wonder if if a young guy got that money, do you think he would be sad or he'd be like in Miami partying or something like that? that? Does that have anything to do with it?
0: I think it's probably more that she's just not smart. There's a thousand things that you could do. Like, you could invest like that people. money. You know, I mean, do a million things. She's just not, I don't point. think it's a, a lady thing or not. I like all.
4: it that she is going to sue.
0: Yeah. 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 She needs to sue.
4: <laughs> you gave me all this money. I'm
0: going no. to sue for a billion dollars. No, what is she? Yeah. What is she yeah. going to sue for?
4: She's have more money. money. Melanie, you're she right. Win? She, is if she wins. She is, has no. to give it back.
1: Right. She's suing yeah. to give it back.
4: No, I think right. I agree with what Matt says about lottery winnings and stuff. It's just, yeah. it's doesn't do it. It probably doesn't help you, but I don't, I mean like,
1: right, like right now, if I won $1 million, I don't think I would change my life that much is the only thing. Like the only thing it would do is I'd probably put it in the bank and I don't like, I don't care about getting a, a really a bigger house or, or better cars or anything. Like I'm pretty happy. So for me personally. I really do believe it wouldn't ruin me, but Matt swears it would. Matt, but swe- think of like, you.
0: What if you won it when you were seventeen?
1: Yeah, oh my gosh.
0: Think about that.
1: God, I'd be a uh, who knows. You're <laughs> yeah. right. I probably yeah. yeah. I'd live in like Tallahassee, Florida, and have four <laughs> strip, strip clubs, clubs on. on.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you won it when you <laughs> know, were seventeen, I'd go, by, yeah. car,
2: car. I go yeah. by Tony. Yeah, I, I... <laughs> Toby. Right. I agree with you. I think if if you have found a level of happiness at like at a lower rate of income like you have, yeah. you're good to go, man. Yeah. I really think I, there's, there's I, I actually have a study with saying, that just came out. Yeah. I think I would be happy. I think I would be happy, uh, happier if I did not have any financial worries at all, because I've all, I've learned to be happy with financial worries. Mm-hmm. I really do think that, but mm-hmm. I'm probably wrong. That's, all right. That's, next that's next story.
1: All right. Next story, guys. And this one, this one's for my pastor friend here and and we'll see what you guys think. Um, it comes from roving reporter Kyle Kleechman. Kli- Kyle Cleemichin. Mitchen, Mitchin?
0: <laughs> Clemotch. K L
1: Michelin. K-L-E-E-I-M-I-C-H-E-N. Cleat Mitchin. Uh, story, of, story of Jesus was fabricated to pacify the poor, claims controversial biblical scholar. You Joey stop com- right Joey, there, Joey, calm mister. down.
2: You stop right Joey, there. Joey, you
1: calm down. This is a news article. Just hold on, okay?
2: Take, Take a break. break. Come, come, come on. on. Ugh. This is my Lord and Savior. You're talking about.
4: Come on. He can handle it. Yeah, he can handle it. Jo- Toby, to- I believe in Joey. He can handle it. You got this, Joey. You got His it. His pain
2: your gain? You son of a bitch.
4: That's why you got it. <laughs> tough as nails.
0: Right. Is that what it says on your church? <laughs> His Go pain it, your man. gain? You son of a bitch.
4: Yes. All right. Because right. this this life can be tough as nails. Oh, this, this comes crazy. from news. You, you- come <laughs> on. <laughs>
2: Woo, Boy, I
1: like that one. That one got me. Okay, it comes from News UK. A controversial American biblical scholar is set to make his first appearance in London next week to present a discovery that he claims proves the story of Jesus Christ was invented as a system of mind control to enslave the poor. Joseph Atwill, who is the author of a book entitled Caesar's Messiah, the Roman Conspiracy to Invent Jesus, asserts that Christianity did not begin as a religion, but was actually a sophisticated government propaganda exercise used to pacify the subjects of the Roman Empire. At the Covert Messiah Conference to be held at Conway Hall in Holborn a a week from Saturday, Mr. Atwill will present that his theory to that the new Testament was written by first century Roman aristocrats and that the, they entirely fabricated the story outlining his ideas in a blog post. He said Christianity may be considered a religion, but it was actually developed as a system uh, and, and used as a system of mind control to produce slaves that believed in God that believed God decreed their slavery. Isn't now,
0: that what Dave Bazan believes?
1: He probably does. <laughs> he probably does. <laughs> Joey, are you mad? you upset?
4: Are you I hurting? I, I
1: think shocked. this guy is is
4: yeah. Go ahead, Seth. full of shit, not because of the reasons <laughs> that you think. Okay, all, all right. right. I like, I like where you're you going, going with this, Seth. <laughs> Number one, he's, 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 he's... So I have a hard time recently with anything like Christian pastoral, like this is the way, you know, like this yeah. is the one and only I'm in, you're out kind of thing. So right. this guy is just doing the same thing. Oh, I'm in... Uh, it's a, it's a total conspiracy and this and that and whatever. So no, he's whatever.
0: It's a bunch of hooey.
4: No, it's more than a, it's more than a bunch of hooey. It's there's, there's no difference in what this guy is claiming to be truth than what the, the, the far right wing Christian is claiming to be truth too. You know what I'm saying? So there's, 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 there's a lot of parallels. So, He's full of shit. Far far right wing Christians full of shit too. Joey's full of shit. So y'all y'all are
1: saying just, it, this is made up? It's not true. There's no way the Romans could have pulled this off, right? But let me ask you a question: What you think the Romans could have pulled it off?
4: Well, based on what you guys were talking about, uh, artificial intelligence and aliens planning like you right. know crazy yeah. stuff, and what Matt was saying, like yeah, that we're we're having we're going through a reset with Trump and stuff like that. So right. maybe this was you know. The latest Trump uh, reset is just a, another iteration of the, the Jesus Roman reset.
0: Jesus aliens?
4: Jesus aliens. That could what be a
0: question.
1: Jo- Joey, are you, uh, well, I was going to say, it, I mean, if y'all don't think the Romans can do it, let me ask you a simple question. Why do we still use Roman numerals for the Super Bowl? <laughs>
2: oh, shit.
1: Oh, shit. <laughs> if they can cre- so basically, the Romans created the Super Bowl. How in the world could they not create Jesus? If you create the Super Bowl, it's easy. Joe, Joey, how mad are you? I'm not mad at all. do you believe this think, at all? like you, you say think this, one to like, ten, but I mean, do y'all see any possibility that like yeah, they thought the know that Jewish possi- people would yes. you know
2: this just pass by the a possibility for everything, but like there th- it would have to be such an elaborate lie because there are so many uh writings of people that said, hey uh you know i I talked to uh. Uh, a disciple of John and like very historical at such and such a place. Right. And I mean, just, and, and a lot of these writings too, they depict very specific things about that culture that no one would have even taken the time to take such special care to even make that up. So that, I mean, there's just so much research out there. And, and so many things uncovered in that day and time, I just find it so highly unlikely. I mean, it's just, yeah, well,
1: well, the other thing, one of the commenters, one of the, the, the comment on the story I thought was, this made it such a good point. There really is like a, a narrative of sub, of subversion to the Roman empire in the, in the Bible, like in the new Testament, like Paul is kind of, you know, he he's, he's preaching there and telling about Jesus and Jesus is the way, and you know, they, they say, give to Caesar what Caesar's, but like, there really is like a, a subversive nature of, Hey, God is the real leader. You know, not not Caesar, not anybody else. The the, the simplest is first. You know, what I mean, Jesus came as simple as a, as exact opposition to what Caesar was. The highest, most powerful person, our Lord and Savior came as the least uh, uh, of these. And so I think that's kind of a uh for me, I would say yeah, I don't think this is really that true. I, I don't really like conspiracy theories anyway, and you're right, there's way too many loose ends there and too many people involved to make it work out this way. You know what I mean? Like it, it wasn't just that Jesus was there. There was his disciples and all these other people and witnessing things and seeing miracles and that, and the fact that the disciples even were, were killed for their beliefs. You don't die yeah. for something. that's just you know what I mean? You just don't do that. So
2: yeah. But what would they say that that was made up as well? Like the actual disciples that said they were with Jesus, he might, those stories had to have been made up. He
1: he might read all at Wills at Will's. Maybe book. we can go can see him, him in go. London. Yeah. Oh yeah, you should. Y'all should with your kids. Oh yeah. You, you probably can't take them in. Oh well, trip ruined. All right. That's the damn news. Thank you guys so much.
2: All right. Well, th- Toby, thanks for opening the door for people to leave their faith and Amen. being Amen. a snare, being a snare for people to stumble. Well, guys, we have the bcclub.com and I'm going to tell you a combination of losing our unbelievable, admin for the bc club and being inundated with new club members i can't even keep up right now so we're regrouping but i'm just going to go on there and give you some real-time data wow nine hours ago we had lucas cleary and mike cassie dickerson Woo! joined the bc club Woo! 17 hours ago jeremiah lee Woo! two days ago <laughs> check this out brett d ennis and david book that's b-u-u-c-k so i think that's I you say uh, Brett P. Ennis? What's that? What was his name? Brett P. Ennis? <laughs> yeah, he is a pianist. Yes. Okay. Uh, three days ago, Gregory R. Moore and oh. Rebecca. And that says it all. There's no last name. It's just wow. Rebecca. She's and not want uh, people
1: and, knowing she's a member. <laughs>
2: yeah. And then the last, the last week, powerful. you have AJ Arismith. Uh, Mitch, Eh, no, the band Aerosmith
1: is
2: (laughs) (laughs) Nathan Honaker, George, a Barana, Bill Metallica. (laughs) (laughs) I promise you guys will get your names read again. Uh, but it's, it's crazy. Thank you guys. In the book of life. Yes. In the book of life. All right. So you got to check out. I need,
1: I need, I need to make an announcement too, real quick. We have rescheduled our shows. We had to cancel, cancel them, uh, last week. And so we have rescheduled them for March 16th and 17th. And, uh, so 16th, March 16th, now will be Atlanta, March 17th will be Nashville. And we added two more shows on the 18th. Uh, it will be Cincinnati and on the 19th St. Louis. So we have two more shows that we have added. Now we have a little extra time. So we wanted to add a few more of these, uh, just killer fan appreciation shows is kind of what we're calling them. So make sure you do that. That's March 16th in Atlanta, March 17th in Nashville, March 18th in Cincy, and March 19th in St. Louis. Mm. Awesome.
2: Yes. Go fun. go see go see Emery. Uh, StrongerMarriages.com forward slash podcast. Seth and Melanie Studley. Uh, Studley is a, a he's an ass kind of guy, but uh, that's <laughs> that's a side note a very uh major side note no seriously these guys are really doing i agree with toby i i think if i had to make a guess i'm not a big podcaster as far as listening to everything in a particular genre if i had to make a guess i'd say this is probably the best podcast out there on marriages just because it's real it's not sugarcoating and the two hosts are the ones that lived out a lot of these experiences that they're talking about so go check it out there's already i think four episodes and they're brilliantly crafted together. You heard a little uh, speck of it here on this podcast, and I think Toby's going to close us out with this blessing. But before that, Seth and Mellie, thank you very much. We love you guys. Y'all are great friends. If right I was with you right now, I would just hug you, and I would not let you go. It'd yes. be a big pastor hug. <laughs> All right, Toby. Ooh.
1: Waiting for the trumpet.
2: Oh, God. Waiting Trump. for the trumpet. Trump.
1: Yours, non-binary in Christ. Go go in peace.
3: (laughs) You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Jabberjawmedia.com. Shh.